Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets sticking to the syllabus. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this new series I'm covering entitled The Syllabus for Life's Course. We are all enrolled in the biggest course we'll ever have to take, and that is life. God is our administrator. Jesus is the divine teacher. The Holy Spirit is the encourager. And what God has done is he has provided us with a syllabus to follow. And for those who are not familiar with the syllabus, a syllabus can be defined as a guide that helps or assists students taking the course or a course to gain understanding on what is expected from them. The syllabus is a guide for the student, so the student can follow no policies, no procedures, so they can advance in the course and they can achieve to the next level towards the degree, towards the certificate, towards the diploma that they're seeking after. A syllabus is so important because it serves as a guide and it keeps a student on track. They have some type of reference point to go to when they don't know where they are, what they're doing. That syllabus provides everything that they need for that course so they can be successful. If they do what's on the syllabus and if they stick to the syllabus. Some other things that an individual might find in a syllabus, in a guide for a particular course to ensure their success. They might see the name of the textbook required for their course so they can read it. They might also see the teacher's name, who the teacher is, some background information on the teacher, the instructor. Also within that syllabus, a student might find out how long the course is, They might find out who the teacher's assistant is, points of contact to reach the instructor. They'll also find the instructor's office hours, conference hours, meeting times, availability, any type of tutoring resources, or any other resource that is recommended by the instructor for the student's overall progression and advancement. And for anyone who's ever taken a higher education course, a grade school course, a certification program, a training program, an instructor for that program, for that course, for that class, will most likely pass out syllabi. They'll pass out a syllabus. They'll pass out the syllabus to the students. And depending on the instructor the student has, That instructor, that professor, that teacher will take some time to go over the syllabus. The instructor will take some time to go over the guide that is in the student's possession for them to progress in that program, in that class. Do you understand? I believe you do. And some of you have experienced this where you have been in a course, a class, some type of learning environment where someone has provided you with a guide 
some type of outline that you can follow so you can stay on track and so you can use it as a point of reference to get to the next level. Okay. Now, I just mentioned that some instructors, most instructors, when they pass out syllabi and when they pass out a syllabus to a student, they most likely will go over that syllabus because some instructors understand that taking the time to go over it increases the student's awareness on what is expected from them. If a student wants to know, how can I achieve success in this course? What do I need to do? The syllabus provides that, or it should provide that. As I mentioned earlier, the syllabus targets in on course assignments, policies, rules, regulations, field trips, everything that that instructor and that institution believes is important for the students to know in order to receive credit for the course to move on in their curriculum. Whatever they need to do to achieve that degree, that syllabus for that course provides that for them to follow so they can move on. You see it in higher education institutions for each class. You see it in grade school, kindergarten to 12th grade. You see it in homeschooling programs. You see it in certification programs. You see it where anybody needs credentials required for advancement. They have some type of guide. As a higher education student, in each level of education, matter of fact, let me go all the way back. Let me go to kindergarten. From kindergarten all the way to the doctorate degree, I've received a syllabus for every course. We can take it outside of the public school system. Anybody who went to children's church as a child, they pass out a syllabus in the form of a Sunday school book. Every three or four months, every season, they pass out a Sunday, well, back in the day they did, they pass out a Sunday school book. And in that Sunday school book, yeah, you have the coloring pages, you have the things you need to read, you have the questions you need to answer, But in the beginning of that book, a couple of pages in, they have a syllabus, they have an outline, they have a guide on what you'll be going over for the next, what is it, 12 weeks and what they hope you understand as you develop in God's Word. So a syllabus is, as I stated, a guide to guide you in the course you're taking. That's just what it is, point blank, period. Okay? Now, as I stated, from kindergarten all the way to the doctorate program or any certification programs I've been in, I've received a syllabus. Now, as a professor, as an instructor, as an educator, I've also passed out syllabi to students. And on both sides of the spectrum, from a student standpoint and an instructor standpoint, when I was a student, the teachers went over the syllabus. As a professor, 
I go over the syllabus. And it's important as an instructor to go over the syllabus with the students because if any student has a question, concern, or complaint, by me going over that syllabus with them, I am able to address those questions, concerns, and complaints in detail. Now, what I do is I take it a step further. I'm real extra with it. And some professors and some instructors do this where they pass out the syllabus to the students and then they go over the syllabus with the students in detail and they provide a syllabus contract. The syllabus contract is where the students sign a document stating that I, as their instructor, as their professor, I went over the syllabus in detail with them. And what I do is I'm not moving forward in that class until all those syllabi are signed by every student. They can take their time. They can read over it. But I'm not moving forward until they're signed. And the reason I do that is because I've had too many situations that you might hear about in this series where people play games People act like they didn't hear what I said. They act like they don't know how to read all of a sudden because they don't want to stick with the syllabus. They don't want to do that. They just don't want to do it. Now, as a student, when I was a student, I'm going back to undergrad. It will be the first week of the new semester. I was thrilled first week. Man, this week's going to be a breeze because all the professor's going to do is just pass out the syllabus to us, let us read it on their own. They're going to dismiss class. Yes, this class is normally 50 minutes to an hour long, but since it's the first week of school, some of these professors are just going to pass out the syllabus. <clears throat> I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? We only stayed in class from 15 to 20 minutes so they could check roll or attendance. And I was gone. They pass out the syllabus. I'm out of there. Those were some great times not to stay in class the first week. But then there were some professors who would come in. The very first day of class, and they would start teaching, and then they go over the syllabus towards the end of class, and then you had some professors who went over the syllabus in the very beginning of class, and then they would teach the entire time. Now, in some cases, that would make me upset because I made plans in my mind of what I thought I was going to do that day, but... um. I'd have to sit there, do what I need to do, or I chose to sit there and do what I needed to do because I wanted to know what this course was about and what was expected from me. Now, the professors who went over the syllabus with us in so much detail, and when they went over it, it took up the entire class time. And they were just so slow with it, going through everything. 
Now, as the time, me being an undergraduate student, I didn't understand why they were doing all of that. I'm thinking, I can read. Just pass it here and I can go. But when they really went through that, I start to see something in those professors where they weren't playing at the same time. They were not playing. But then we fast forward from undergrad to master's doctorate, and then I become a professor. And it only takes one time. And it only takes one student. And it only takes one semester. And it only takes one course for a situation to happen where a student doesn't stick to the syllabus and they get upset for them not doing what they were supposed to do and trying to flip it on you. Well, you say, ah, we're not doing this ever again. I'm doing something different. I'm doing something different. And it's so amazing, especially when, or me, teaching adults, grown people, people who holler, I'm grown. I'm grown. All of that. But they can't stick to the syllabus. They can't stick to the guide. Matter of fact, they won't stick to the syllabus. And they will not stick to the guide. Now I understand, or not now, but back then when I first started teaching adults, I understood, oh, that's why those professors in undergrad, masters, and the doctorate program were not playing with people because they've seen some stuff. Because some people do not stick to the syllabus, and you don't even have to be an instructor, a professor, or a teacher to know that. You could be in class as a student watching people do whatever they want to do their way and then complain and then try to rally up some troops to get on their team to attack the instructor for what they aren't doing because they want things their way. And you're in class doing what you need to do. You're putting in the work. You're sticking to the syllabus. And when you see people not doing what they need to do, you don't feel sorry for them. And if you have any sense, which I believe you do, you make it your aim not to converse with those people. You don't even want to be seen next to them. If they sit next to you in class, you just get up and move. Because you don't have time for the instructor looking at their lazy tail thinking that you're just like them. Nah, you're not about to mess me up. We're not doing that. There are some people who are ignorant. They do things out of ignorance. They just don't know what they're doing. Now, they might not be trying to get over, but they're not exercising proper planning or they're not managing their time effectively which is causing them to have struggles and problems in the course. That's one thing, especially if they're aiming to stick to the syllabus. But it's a whole different ball game when you have some individuals, and I saw them in class with me in every level 
of my higher education career. And I see them as a professor, as an instructor. There are some people in courses who want to do things their way. They have a syllabus provided for them to follow, but they want to do things their way. They want the class to be run according to what they have in their mind. There are some people who do not stick to the syllabus and they think that they can recreate a syllabus in a course that is already established. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. As I mentioned earlier, there were several people that I encountered from the, well, from undergrad to the doctorate program. They did not want to stick to the syllabus. They did not. They refused sticking to the syllabus because they wanted to do things their way, which is so crazy because most often when a person is enrolled in a course, it's a course that they need understanding and awareness and knowledge about. If they don't even know about the subject matter, how do they think they're going to master the course? You need a guide. You need an instructor. You need direction. But there are some people who just want to do what they want to do. And they always say that the professor's wrong. And in some cases, you do have some professors who are wrong, some institutions that are doing some wrong things. Okay. But the aim is to stick to the syllabus. If it's a God-honoring syllabus, if it's a syllabus that's not going against your integrity and your moral compass. But, as I stated earlier, there's some people who will not stick to the syllabus. Their aim is to enroll in a course that they know nothing about so they can get over. They want to get over. They want to get through. And when a person doesn't do things the right way. Yeah, they can get by, but they never get away because there's going to be a point in their life when what they were supposed to know and learn comes up. And if they are not properly equipped, they're going to be set back. They have to go back to the drawing board to do it the right way. And that is in anything or with anything in life. That's how it goes. So let me go back to that syllabus contract and why I pass it out. It's because when the course ends, in some cases, there are some individuals who were in the class or in the course, they call themselves going to tell on me to the department chairs, the deans, or whoever is the administrator at that time. Some of these students who do not stick to the syllabus They'll go say, Dr. Bryant never went over that in the syllabus, so I didn't know. Dr. Bryant never said that. 
And, and to be honest, Dr. Bryant never even passed out a syllabus. I don't even know what a syllabus is. What do I do? Uh, I, what is a syllabus? See, lies. So when they go have these meetings and I'm called in or I'm addressed on it, you know what I do? Already, I pull out the syllabus contract stating this student signed and dated the syllabus contract stating that I went over the syllabus in detail. And also, if you turn the page, you will see where the student wrote down their questions, concerns, and complaints. And after they wrote down their questions, concerns, and complaints, I addressed each one and answered it. This syllabus contract also states that the student agrees that this syllabus serves as their guide. Within this syllabus contract, I've indicated that the student will receive proper notice if anything within the syllabus changes as it relates to due dates and assignments. And before the syllabus contract was signed, the students in the course had to take a test on the syllabus. And this student who was in your office talking about that they didn't receive a syllabus, they don't know what a syllabus is, Dr. Bryant never gave me that, they received an A-plus on their syllabus test. Because we went over the syllabus and they were tested on it and they received 100%. And also, here's the email from this particular student providing me a summary of what they learned about the syllabus. And if you keep reading this email, you will see this same student who's complaining, saying, I just can't wait to pass this course. I'm so glad you provided this syllabus for me. I'm so eager about this class. Thank you so much. You seem like you're going to be a cool professor. All of that is in that email. Now, for somebody who doesn't like sticking to the syllabus, and for somebody who doesn't appreciate accountability and they want to do what they want to do, hearing this and hearing that, oh my goodness, <laughs> she doing a syllabus contract, what's all that for? I just told you what it's for. It's for accountability. It's for people to understand that they don't run how the course is taught. Their job is to stick to the syllabus. That's what it's for. And when anybody doesn't want to stick to the syllabus and then they want to blame people because they don't want to do their work, they don't want to do what is required of them to pass the course, that's why the syllabus contract is there. So they can lie, but the proof is right there. They signed it. They initialed it. They sent an email. They took the test stating that they understand. But that's what some people do. When life gets hard, when the course gets hard, when they don't want to do what is required, they want to blame people. And say, hey, nobody ever told me that. I, ain't, I didn't know. I just didn't know. I, you did know. You did. It was in the syllabus. It was there. But that individual didn't want to stick to the syllabus. 
And that's what happens. You have some people who don't respect the person who passed out the syllabus for whatever reason. It could be because of jealousy, envy. It could be they are going through their own insecurities. Some people have an expectation when they come in a classroom and they see one person hoping it was somebody else. Some people have the audacity to be upset with the professor for being a young professor just because they're older and they have whatever going on within them. And they're thinking, oh, you know, I started school, you know, 100 years ago, so I'm going to go back. They think everybody's supposed to be, what, dust teaching? I, I don't know. And then they have a problem with someone who's younger. Well, I mean, what do you expect? Some people, most people don't go down the same path. God has a path for everybody. So why are they upset? That was an issue that some of my students had back when I first started teaching. Because when I first started teaching, I was a younger professor. I was in my 20s. So we're talking about, at that time, 25, 26. And it wasn't a lot of young professors at these college institutions where I taught. So there were some people who would come in the class. And some of these people were my age, and I was teaching them. Some people, I think the oldest student I had was 80-something. 80, 80 I don't remember. He was 80-something years old. And my youngest students I ever taught, they were in 10th grade, 15 years old. They were doing a dual credit program where they received their associate's degree and their high school diploma. But there were some people who were, because a college classroom it's not a traditional classroom at all. You're going to have all kinds of ages, different stages of life within one room, one, one course, let me say that. But you have some people who upset who were 25, 26 and upset with me. Why are you my professor? You shouldn't be my professor. I had situations where people I went to high school with found out I was an instructor for a class they needed. Even if I was the only professor during the time that was only available for them, for whatever they had going on, they made sure not to get in that class. They didn't, mm -mm, uh -uh, not doing that. And one can deduce why. But people have their reasons on why they don't want to respect the professor. And for whatever reason it is, it's not really a reason, to be honest. It's just a person wanting to do what they want to do their way. And the way some people avoid sticking to the syllabus, sticking to the course plan, sticking to the course guide, they either start playing games and the reason they play games is to distract the students and distract the professor or the instructor 
to get off the guide. Playing games in an evil way, or they're playing game. Well, it's, it's evil, period. But playing some type of game where they are the victim and they're distracting, or they might seem as if they're just so helpful. And I thought about this, and I want to do this, and just anything to get off the syllabus because they don't want to do what the syllabus says to do. You have some people who concoct confusion where they start. I think I mentioned this earlier. They want to rally troops up and question the professor, question the teacher's assistant, question the instructor, saying, I didn't see that on the syllabus. When did you say that? I thought you said you changed it. Oh, I thought that was for next week. Well, you didn't really go over that, and I wasn't here. So could you just review that one more time? Well, my textbook didn't come in time. I I just uh, (laughs) All of that. Then you have some students who don't want to stick to the syllabus, so they create problems. They'll create a problem because they don't want to be held accountable. I'm talking about just a full-on scandal. (laughs) A full-on scandal. So they won't be held accountable. So it's a distraction for one to focus on the problem, focus on the confusion, and as that's going on, they skating by. Skating by. You have some people who even use their own disabilities to manipulate an instructor. Or try to. Because <laughs> you're not manipulating me. But they'll try to manipulate an instructor. Why? Because they don't want to stick to the syllabus. This even happens at the job. Some people do this at the job. There's a guide, there's some policies, there's some procedures, there's some tasks, there's some things that need to be done. The supervisor, the manager, the boss already went over it with everybody. But there's somebody in the team, somebody in the group, somebody on the floor, somebody on the staff who don't want to stick to the syllabus. You see, it's everywhere. And as I mentioned earlier, You have people who don't want to stick to the syllabus, but it's a class they've never taken before. They don't know anything about the course. They don't know. And instead of saying, oh, you're the instructor, you're the professor, okay, you are qualified to teach this, you can do this, okay, let me go ahead and listen to you. No, they want to be the professor. Oh, you're the professor? (laughs) can be the professor too you can't not you but them they can't that person can't be the teacher just because they see somebody that looks like them or they see somebody who's younger or they think somebody oh you i can do that you you cannot you can't if anybody hasn't told you you can't do it because you have to stick to the syllabus you have to stick to the guide you have to stick to the rules You have to stick to what God told you to do. That's how you advance. Not looking at somebody saying, I can do that. You can't. I've had some students, literally, I'm talking about literally, well, it looks as if they crawled out of a cave or a rock or a ditch. (laughs) And they're telling me, 
You're not teaching this class right. This is what you need to do. I'll take over because I got to do this because this is how you got to explain it. And when they allow those words or those expressions come out of their mouth directed towards me, they get shut all the way down and embarrassed because that is evidence that they don't stick to instructions. They don't stick to syllabi. They don't do it. And as I mentioned earlier, I've experienced as a professor and a student where people don't want to follow instructions. They don't want to stick to the syllabus. They don't. And it doesn't matter if it's undergrad. It doesn't matter if it's a master's program. It doesn't matter if it's a doctorate program. It doesn't matter if it's a certification program, a training program. It doesn't matter. There are some people who will not stick to the syllabus. They will not. They have a choice to stick to it, but they don't want to and they won't. Now, if that goes on in a classroom, academic, learning environment setting where people don't want to stick to the syllabus, they don't want to stick to the plan, they do not want to stick to the plan for their promotion and progress, if it happens there, it happens in life. It goes on in life, in any area, in any aspect of a person's life where somebody doesn't want to stick to the syllabus God provided for them. See, remember, life is a course. We are all taking this course of life right now. When we came out of the womb, we were instantly enrolled in life's course. Now, what God does is he starts to develop us in life's course. He provides us with a syllabus to follow. And the syllabus that we're following is God's word. And then the Lord provides us with resources to guide us as we go over that syllabus and we stick to that syllabus. And that's the Holy Spirit guiding us, giving us awareness where we're able to receive instructions from our divine master teacher, our instructor, and that is Jesus Christ. So the syllabus for life's course, for the course we are all taking, no matter our profession, our age, what we have going on, our agenda, whatever it is, we're all in life's course. But we have a syllabus that we need to follow, a syllabus that is provided for us to follow, a syllabus we need to stick to, and that is God's Word, the Bible. The Bible is the textbook. The syllabus is God's Word. The syllabus is the Bible also. See, those are the foundational resources needed to get in position for success. But in order for us to pass the course, life's course, and matriculate in maturity to the next level and stage and phase of life, we have to stick to the syllabus. We have to do what the syllabus states. We have to read the textbook provided 
and stated in the syllabus, and that's the Word of God. That's the Bible. We have to listen and do what the instructor tells us to do. That's the master teacher. That's Jesus Christ. And sometimes Jesus, the master teacher, the master instructor, he will provide a representative or a.k.a. a teacher's assistant, an instructor's assistant, to guide us. And that representative most likely is a man or a woman of God. They are teaching God's people God's syllabus. They're teaching God's people how to stick to God's syllabus. They're teaching people to do what God says to do. If you want to pass this course and achieve the next level and advance in life, one must stick to the syllabus and do what the instructor, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, has commanded them to do. That's how it works. That's how it works. When we study a syllabus, a natural syllabus, we're able to see the required assignments, as I mentioned earlier. We're able to get a sense of who the teacher is, what is expected from us. And when someone tells us on the outside, oh, in order to pass this class, this is all you have to do. If you've been studying and sticking to your syllabus, you're able to discern that, oh, no, that's not what is required for this class. You're a liar, and I'm going to stick to this. You're able to do that if you're sticking to the syllabus. But if one is not sticking to the syllabus, they'll allow anybody to tell them anything, and they'll be swayed. They won't stick to the syllabus, and then they'll be upset because they failed the course. It's important to stick to the syllabus, whether you're in a physical classroom, some kind of program, and it's important to stick to the syllabus that God provides us for life's course. It's important. Do you see the parallel? Do you see the similarities? I believe you do. And if you don't, ask the Lord to show you because I got to keep going. The target is we must aim to do what the syllabus states. We have to stick to the syllabus of God's word. We have to follow God's instructions. We have to do what God's word says to do. We can't say we are following God's plan. We're following God's syllabus, but then we refuse to do what the syllabus says to do. When we don't stick to God's syllabus and we don't do what God says to do, thinking we're going to advance in life apart from God, we're setting ourselves up for failure. There's no promotion in that. There's no fruition in that. If we think we're going to do what we want to do, not sticking to God's syllabus, and we think we're going to be successful, we are deceiving ourselves. James, the first chapter and the 22nd verse states, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. You see, we have to do what God says to do in order to advance to the next level. 
Let me go back to the classroom setting for the example. If a professor or a teacher or instructor gives a student some instructions, they give a student a syllabus to follow, a plan, a guide to follow with all of the assignments they have to do, all the field trips that they will attend. Once again, these are things that a student has to do in order to be successful in the course. Let's say the syllabus also has the group work, papers that need to be turned in and submitted, projects that need to be turned in, attendance. Let's say the student has to show up and do these things in order to pass the class. Now, if a student doesn't do what is required of them in that course and on that syllabus, and they don't do what's instructed, they will fail the course. They will, and it's crazy because you have some people who really believe they're going to pass without doing what the syllabus states. They really think they're going to pass. They really think so. A person can get the syllabus and tell the instructor, I'm so elated to be in this course. Going back to the example where I said a student wants to go complain to the dean, the department chair, because they failed and they want to blame everybody or blame the instructor because they didn't do what the syllabus stated. But all throughout the course and when the course started, they're telling the professor, I'm just, I'm just so elated. I just... I'm so excited to be back in class and back in school, you know, taking charge of my life. I got to do it for me. I got to do it for me (laughs) because it's my time now. I've always given to people and put them first, but I put in me first. Now, that's all good. Put you first. Do that. Do it. Do it. But they say, you know, I'm so elated. So happy to be here. You seem like you're going to be a cool professor. I just, I can't tell because we really vibe and I just feel your vibe and you just so cool. What's your sign? Aquarius. I should have, I should have known. You just so nice. You really be breaking it down for us. You are a godsend. See? Now, the student is saying all of that, but guess what the student isn't doing? They aren't sticking to the syllabus. They're saying that. They're throwing out that flattery. They're throwing it out, trying to distract, and at that moment, if it's the first day of class, they might be feeling good. They probably do like the professor. They probably are elated to be in the course, but the issue comes in when the instructor provides the syllabus to the student and the student instead of doing the homework for the class they start making fresh bread and bringing loaves of bread to the classroom that's not in the syllabus the syllabus says to do the homework and the assignments it's nowhere in the syllabus especially my syllabus where it says to submit fresh loaves of bread. It doesn't say that. In my syllabus, nowhere in any of them 
none of them, and I can pull them up, none of them say to make fresh apple pies and bring to class. Does not say that. It doesn't say fix your grandmother's recipe and bring it to class. Hey, I don't know your grandmother. I really don't care about her, and I don't want her food. And now since that dish or that recipe has been brought into the classroom from your grandmother, I don't like the way it smells, and now I don't like your grandmother. See, nobody told that student to do that. That's not in the syllabus. Nobody told them to do that. The professor didn't tell them to do that. The instructor's assistant didn't tell them to do that. They did what they wanted to do. And then they fail the course, and then they go cry and holler about how, I did all of these things. I bought fresh bread. No, it said to submit assignments. I bought apple pie. It said to come to class, class attendance, to be there so you can be counted for. So percentage of the course, in order for you to pass, you have to come to class so many days. I bought fresh apple pie. It don't count for nothing. No, it don't. I bought my grandmother's recipes. You had five exams you didn't take. Your grandmother's stinky recipes are not equivalent to five exams that you refused to take. It doesn't work like that. That is someone not sticking to a syllabus. They're doing what they want to do, deceiving themselves thinking they're going to be successful. And then they go cry about how they failed. I've witnessed students do this. They will not stick to the syllabus, but they want a passing grade. They don't get to pass because they didn't do what was required. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) Man, I've had some students do some stuff, and some of you all are probably deducing what these students have done based off of these crazy examples. But these are just the mild ones. The mild ones. But in any case, it shows that the student does not stick to the syllabus and they're deceiving themselves. And that is what we don't want to do in life's course. We don't want to go against what God has commanded us to do. We go get into something else. And then we're telling God, Lord, but I did that. Doesn't that count for something? It doesn't. Because that's something God never told us to do. He never told us to do that. We're not getting credit for that. Then you have some people want to cry and scream. and What's going on? Like, Does God listen? He hear you over there crying, but you still didn't do what he told you to do. Until you do what the Lord told you to do, We are not moving forward. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. A person can cry, scream, go roll down a hill, go to church, walk up there for prayer. Lord, I'm just praying that things really work out for me. Could you be in agreement with me? Can you just pray for me? You'd be surprised how some people want prayer for things, and the prayer goes against what God told them to do, but they just want somebody to agree. And then they'll go find an anointed man or woman of God 
thinking, okay, well, they, they follow God and they're blessed. I'm doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. And I really want to do what I want to do. I don't want to do what God say do. So I'm going to go ask him to pray for me so things can work out for me. It's still not going to work for you. Whoever needs to hear that needs to know it ain't working. (laughs) It's not working. It will not work. And then you have some people who went to go do what they wanted to do. God never told them to do that. And then they're mad because they're in a mess. They're in a total mess. And they're blaming that mess on God. God didn't do that. You did that. Or not you. That person we're talking about. They did it. They did it. You see the parallels as if it was in a classroom setting? Somebody baking fresh bread? Really some bread they picked up at the store. (laughs) Saying that they baked it. Knowing they can't bake. But they're bringing that to the classroom when it's time to take a test. Thinking that the bread is the test that they're taking. No. It doesn't work like that. Then they get upset because nobody's eating their bread. Nobody's eating my bread. I think y'all don't like me. We don't. We don't. Stick to the syllabus. See, when you see people doing things contrary to God and you know they're going against God, you know they're doing something God told them not to do, it's hard to feel sorry for them. No matter what they're going through, it's hard to feel sorry for them. It's hard to sympathize with them. It's hard to do anything for them, really. Because you don't want to give them something, then the Lord come and whip you. Because it's as if you are funding, fueling, financing, and co-signing their disobedience. In Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter and the 20th verse, it states, Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. See, right there, God is letting us know when we listen to the people he's placed in our lives, we need to do what he says to do in order to be successful. When we don't do what God says to do, when we don't stick to the syllabus, we will not be successful. Point blank period. That's just how it goes. Now, on the outside, if that person is advancing, who's going against God, not doing what God told them to do, it might appear as if they are successful, but it's only an illusion because it's not the real success that is covered in God's favor, grace, peace, and prosperity. It's just a counterfeit. It's a counterfeit form of success that God is not in. See, the aim is to stick to the syllabus, stick to what God says to do. And that starts out with reading the syllabus, reading the syllabus, which is God's word. There's no getting around that. Just like it's no getting around that in a physical classroom setting. And as I stated earlier, I've had students not stick to the syllabus. They get the grade that they deserved, which is zero, F, whatever it is. 
And then they get mad because they can't move forward in the curriculum. Just think how crazy it looks for someone to get a syllabus, see the syllabus, read the syllabus, and then not do what the syllabus says to do, but they want to pass in grade and they want to go to the next level. Or just think how absurd it is for someone to have the syllabus in their possession and instead of doing what the syllabus says to do, to pass the course, they go around quoting the objectives on the syllabus. They go around quoting and yelling the syllabus out loud, word for word. They go around doing that. This class is this. This is the course description. This is the time the class meets. This is the time the teacher has office hours. This is it. This is the class I need. And they just keep reading that over and over, the syllabus out loud, just like that. But then they never go take a test. They're reading the syllabus out loud. They see what the syllabus says, but they won't do anything in the syllabus. They're actually doing that. They never do their homework. They don't turn in an assignment, but they're just going around reading their syllabus out loud. And then people are looking at them saying, oh, okay, <laughs> you know your syllabus. You sure know what's in that syllabus, man. You know what's in there. But they don't do what the syllabus says to do. Or let's say a person who's taking the class pulls out the syllabus and they start jumping up and down, crying, reading the syllabus out loud. They just reading that syllabus, crying. Oh, syllabus just so clear. It's just so good. These words in this syllabus so good. Oh, syllabus, you just so good. Tell me. They're jumping up and down, rolling on the floor in the classroom, shouting, doing all of that. And they failed a class. You know why they failed? Because they didn't do anything that was in that syllabus. They did not follow instructions. They didn't stick to the syllabus. Now, let's use that same example. Same example. God gives us a syllabus that's the word of God. The Bible. God puts an instructor in our life that could be a man or woman of God. And instead of listening to what the instructor says, instead of listening to what Jesus says, instead of listening to what God says, and instead of listening to the man or woman of God, God put in that person's life to listen to and to do what they commanded them to do because their instructions were given to them by God. So all the person has to do is listen to them to succeed. And they have the Bible in their possession. Let's say a person pulls out the Bible they get God's word. They're reading God's word. They're yelling, screaming, praising the Lord. Rolling down heels. Rolling on the floor back and forth. Messing up the arrangement of the seats. They're screaming. They're hollering. They're running. They're jumping. They're doing all of that. They're praising God, telling people, oh, God is just so good. Ain't he good? Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? God is good all the time. And that's true. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. God is all right. God is the best. That's right. But it's something in that syllabus God told them to do that they're not doing. And instead of doing what God told them to do, they want to roll down a hill. 
They want to run. They want to go shake in a corner. But what if God never told them to go in a corner and start shaking? What if God told them, hey, I didn't tell you to cry. I didn't tell you to shout today about that. I told you to do what I commanded you to do in that syllabus. I told you to stick to that syllabus for your life's course. I didn't tell you to go roll down the hill or roll down the aisle of the church and mess up the chairs. I told you to go forgive those people who despitefully used you. I didn't tell you to go do jumping jacks in the pulpit. I told you to go honor your mother and father. That's what I told you to do. I told you to go leave those people alone. That's what I told you to do. I told you to walk away from those people. I told you to reconcile that relationship. I told you to cut off that situation. I told you to cut off that connection. I told you to reconnect. I told you to sow that seed. I told you to take care of them. I told you to take care of this or that. I told you not to eat something. I told you to start eating right. I told you to take accountability and responsibility for your actions. I told you to not jump into that without me. I told you to stick by me. I told you to stick with me. I told you not to move right now. I told you to stay still. I told you to move now. I told you to go by that. I told you to bless them. I told you to cast down those fantasies. I told you to tell the truth. I told you to seek the truth. I told you to stop playing the victim. I told you to stop doing that. I told you to start saving and to stop spending. I told you to seek wisdom regarding your finances. I told you to stop walking in pride. I told you. I told you this. I told you that. See, we are called to stick to God's syllabus. And we don't pass life's course. And we don't matriculate to the next level if we don't do what that syllabus says to do in that course. We're going to stay stuck. And yeah, we can cry. We can scream. We can pray in tongues. We can jump up and down. We can stomp. We can fall down screaming, hollering. We can just do rolls on the floor. Backwards rolls, forward rolls. We can spin in circles. We can do the splits. We can lay on the ground, create dust angels. We can do all of that. We can yell out how powerful God is. We can even go do some nice things. We can go give to the poor. We can pick up people who need rides and bring them where they need to go. We can volunteer for those in need. But when it's all said and done, we failed if we didn't do what God told us to do. We failed if we did not stick to the syllabus. Not saying we failed in life, but we failed in that life's course for whatever God was teaching us to get to the next level. And all that's going to happen is if we come to ourselves and we get right and we repent, we take that particular course over and we move forward. Does it mean that our lives are over? We're failures. We'll never amount to anything. We'll never be saved. God doesn't love us. 
No, it doesn't mean that. It just means you can't do what you want to do thinking you're going to outwit, outsmart the divine master. The Lord knows the curriculum he's designed for you to move forward in the next level regarding the plan and destiny he's prepared for you. You can't become the professor. You can't be the teacher. You have to listen to the instructor and do what the instructor has commanded you to do. You have to stick to the syllabus. And even though some people want to get out of it because it seems hard, it seems like a hard task, seems like a hard class, seems like a hard assignment, oh, let me just go do this instead, you'll be stuck. You're going to stay stuck. You're going to stay stagnant until you do what the syllabus says to do. I mean, you have some people, I'm just going to go uh, pray for these people because they really need prayer. Okay, you can go pray for them, but did God tell you to go pray for them or did God tell you to go forgive some people? Oh, well, I'm going to go give these buckets of apples and candy bars to the daycare, the local daycare, because I know they're having a little food drive, so I'm going to go do that. Okay, but didn't the Lord tell you to stop doing something? The aim is to stick to the syllabus. Don't try to go around the syllabus thinking you're going to pass your way. It doesn't work that way. I know I've said that repeatedly. I know I've said it, but it's important because it applies to our life in every area and aspect. It does. I could keep going on this, but I need to stop. So a scripture I want to review with you is James, the first chapter, In the 22nd verse, and it states, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. I encourage you to ask God for wisdom and discernment. And when he grants you the wisdom to do what he says to do, do it. Okay? Remember, life is a course with several lessons in it that we have to master. But if we want to advance to the next level and stage of life, we must stick to God's syllabus. We must stick to God's word. We must stick to what God tells us to do through a God-honoring man or woman of God. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to visit my website, drkenitrabryant.com. Enjoy your day. Remain encouraged. Peace. God bless.